Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams and today is going to be episode 34 of the NeuroEdge podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about how many? Seven sleep hacks that will change your life for the better. So one of the most important things in your life, hands down, absolutely, the precursor to beat all precursors that will set the foundation for anything that you do in life is going to be your sleep. And I know for me, before I really got my sleep dialed in, my cognitive performance was nowhere near where it is now that I take a big priority in making sure that my sleep is dialed in. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And before I jump on into that, as always, I just want to say thank you for joining me on this journey. And if you are listening to this, my sincerest gratitude is to you. I really want to make this as helpful as possible, and especially if you're someone that's looking to upgrade your mental performance, you just want to be a better person overall and increase your performance, whether that's at your work, your job, your life, your relationships, whatever. My goal is to help you implement tools and tactics and protocols in your life in order to have a better brain so that you make better decisions. And don't forget, if you can now, please, you know what? No, please, just go do it. Leave a review on iTunes. Let me know what you think, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Also, if you want to comment on the YouTube video, let me know what you think. And also sign up for that email newsletter and you will be able to receive free goodies that I give away every week. So you got to sign up if you want to. Now, let's get into it. What are seven sleep hacks? Well, first, before I talk about the actual hacks themselves and break every single one down, it's kind of something I've fine-tuned in my life and it's a mixture of different techniques and supplements. I just want to talk about how important sleep is. And again, I always say this, I'm by no means a doctor, anything like that. I'm just a researcher and person that is obsessed and loves studying human performance and how we can use particularly our health in order to optimize our mental performance. One thing in my, my life, especially as my, on my journey as an entrepreneur that I have noticed is that my mental performance was only going to be so high because of sleep. So sleep is really going to be the determining factor. And if I had to put it on a percentage basis of how important sleep is to your overall health, I might put it at like 35 to 40%. I really truly believe that until you take care of that big chunk, the 35 to 40%, the rest of your health and especially your mental performance is just not going to be there. You can do every other trick in the book, but if you don't get enough sleep, if you don't get the right quality of sleep, it's not going to matter. And sleep is perhaps one of the biggest things that I've noticed that will ripple through the rest of my life that I know has second and third order consequences, big time. So second and third order consequences, meaning that it throws off the rest of my day. So my cravings for junk food go up, my ability to make clear decisions go down. And particularly my energy level goes down. And that means when I'm working, and especially if it's working on something that I'm passionate about doing, I cannot put my full energy into that. And one thing that I'm going to be talking about a lot coming up is, I think if I break this whole thing down, the goal of this whole project is to give people energy, focus, and clarity. And I think if those are three things in your life that you say, I feel 10 out of 10 confident that I'm maxing out, the rest of your life is going to be all good. And not to say that things won't happen to you, but you're going to be so much more better prepared to attack things from a mental perspective. And your mindset's going to be so much further along if you have energy, focus, clarity. So 
And again, sleep can't can't tell you how important it is that you are dialing in your sleep and that you're making sure that it is a top priority. And I think it's just came across in a couple of books I read. One was called Brainwash by a doctor named David Perlmutter. And another one, I don't know, I've probably talked about this book before, was called Stillness is the Key. And if you look at extreme high achievers in life, one thing that they all focus on, so the best athletes, the best musicians, the best performers, the best entrepreneurs. Now you would, I'll talk about that in a second, but you look at the top performing people at any field, they understand that sleep is a necessity and your body keeps score. So if you're burning it at both ends, it may work in the very short term and you may be able to live off stimulants and going off not as much sleep as you're getting, but you're going to pay for it sometime. So whether that's in your mental performance or your overall health, eventually it's going to catch up to you. So sleep is one of those things, as much as we want to, you cannot ignore it and put it to the side because everything else is gonna suffer. And whether that's now, a month from now, a year from now, or five years from now, eventually, most likely you're going to pay for it. So just wanted to state that and preface it before we jump into the hacks. And these are hacks that I have worked for myself just through my own research and everything, and I've found to be really good. But by no means are you required to do this in order to get a good night of sleep. They're just things that I think are really important to take into account. But again, if you get anything out of this episode after I go over everything, it's that sleep is should be one of the most important things in your life because you're not going to be able to show up in other areas of your life if you do not dial in your sleep and focus on it and make sure that you're getting good quality sleep. So first thing I want to talk about is my grounding mat. So this is the number one thing that I would say, hands down, complete game changer, and I don't think... I could go without it now. And you might even not be no you might not even know what a grounding mat is or what I'm talking about. So I haven't done an episode on this, and I'm sure I probably will do at least one and more multiple episodes in the future. But grounding is this idea that we are in direct contact with Earth. So again, I'm by no means a scientist. I'm trying to interpret this for someone that think of me as a bridge between someone that's really scientific to explain things scientifically, and then someone who has no idea what they're talking about. I'm kind of in between. I get a grasp of the science, but I can also parlay it into more of a simple man's term because I think that's actually more important that people understand. But if you think about our human body is an electrical vehicle. So we're electrical beings. And we have electromagnetic charge in our body and everything. So when we are not in direct contact with Earth, the electrons in our body have a positive charge. Now there's free electrons in the Earth that when we're in direct contact with our skin on the Earth, that we that come into our body and then negate that positive charge and then make the charge in our body neutral. Again, I'm explaining this from a very high level. I'm by no means a physicist, doctor, anything like that. But just think about when you're grounded, so when you're in direct contact with Earth, you don't get static electricity. You don't have that static charge. Whereas if you know it's in the wintertime and you touch something, you get the little shock, that's because your body has a positive electric charge. When you're in direct contact with Earth, you can't do that because the Earth is negating that charge. There's technology that has come out, and this is really coming to the forefront now, especially in the biohacking movement and health and fitness and everything, that 
it is very, very crucial for our body from an inflammation standpoint to be grounded. So in order to be in direct contact with her. So as much as you can, try to get on the ground as much as you can throughout the day. I know that's not possible for a lot of people, but especially if you work indoors or something like that. But what they have now are these things called grounding mats. So it's actually a mat that you can lay down on your bed or you can get one for your office or anything like that. And it plugs into a grounded outlet. So a grounded electrical outlet. And what it does is it doesn't go into the two prongs. It just goes into the ground wire, thereby taking the mat and putting it in the same electrical state as the ground. So when you're on the mat, think of it as being in the same state that you are as when you're on the ground because that charge on the mat is grounded and it goes out eventually through the electrical line into the ground where it goes into the ground wire. So again, there's a lot more science and physics behind it and I'm by no means a scientist, as I always say, but think about it as sleeping on the ground. So when you have a grounding mat on your bed, it is the same and it simulates sleeping on the earth itself. And there's numerous health benefits of this. And again, I'm, this episode is not to go into all of those, but what I have noticed, and I've probably been doing it three or four months now since I got my grounding mat. Yeah, it's been about three, maybe closer to five months. What I have noticed is that my sleep quality is far and away phenomenal. So this is the number one hack, regardless of anything else that I talk about later in this episode. If you can do this, I promise you, and you don't have to change anything else. So this isn't anything that changes your habits. You literally get the grounding mat. I think it's like $130. You put it on your bed and that's all you got to do. And the difference in how fast I fall asleep, how deep I actually sleep when I'm asleep, and how much more energized I wake up is phenomenal. I can't state it enough that is one of the easiest hacks. And again, this isn't anything that changes a habit. You don't have to take anything. You don't have to keep buying it. You buy it one time and you're there. So try it. Let me know what you think. Um, but again, this is going to be the number one hack. And again, all it's doing is simulating like if you were sleeping on the grass, out in the field in the grass, and you have that same electric charge. Um, but basically, that's the state that our body evolved or was created to be here in. So we are meant to be walking on the earth. That's what our ancestor did for thousands of years up until really about 100 years ago when we really started wearing non-conductive shoes. But again, if anything you get out of this episode, I know sleep is a priority. And then if you can get a grounding mat and it's not something that you have to pay a lot of money for, it's like $130 and then you don't have to keep buying it. So it's not a supplement that you have to keep buying over and over. It's just being connected to the ground. So again, number one, grounding mat. Number two is going to be blue light blocking glasses slash making sure that you do not look at blue light before you go to bed. So I look, you know, I look back on my life and I think of all the times that I fell asleep watching TV, I looked at my computer screen right up until the minute I went to bed and you would sleep, I would sleep for eight hours and I would still get up and be like groggy and think, man, like I need, I need to sleep some more. And I, I didn't understand this concept of blue light. And I really got into researching my health, how to optimize my health, particularly for brain performance. And again, this is all going back to the better you sleep, the better your brain is going to function. So I was, I would get up and I'd be groggy. And then I came into this notion that blue light is actually blocking the production of melatonin before you go to bed. So we are meant to be in sync with the rhythm of the earth. So get up when the sun rises go to bed when the sun sets. 
In the day of, in the age of artificial light, we have screens that have the blue light spectrum that simulate being bright outside. So right now it's sunny outside. We're getting the blue light spectrum in our eyes. Well, a screen is no different than that. So a screen is going to simulate that same spectrum into your eyes. And what's happening is, so say it's nine o'clock and you've got your phone right into your face, you're simulating and telling your body and sending signals to your body and your brain that it's two o'clock in the afternoon and it's wide and bright open. And so what's happening is rather than your brain producing melatonin, which is a hormone that helps you sleep better, you're sending a signal to your body that your brain needs to stay awake. So even if you do go to sleep, your brain actually isn't in a full sleep state yet because it thinks it's light. So you may be asleep, but your brain isn't producing the hormones necessary in order for you to get into the deep sleep cycles that you want. So how do you solve this? Well, obviously if you can, at least an hour before bed, try not to look at a screen. And I know this, I'm a busy entrepreneur and sometimes I am working right up until the moment that I go to bed. But that being said, what's more important? So am I gonna get better work? Working right up until the moment I go to bed, and I, again, I get it, there's exceptions that we all have to make, but if I can make it a habit of not looking at a screen at least an hour before bed, I'm going to tell my brain that there is, it's time to go to bed, and most importantly, my brain is going to start releasing that melatonin that's going to help me get into a deeper sleep state. So, one, please don't look at the screen before you go to bed. However, if you have to, there are blue light blocking glasses that you can put on and will block out blue light. And actually, I've got them right here at my desk. These are, they're called Red Before Bed. And I think I got them off Amazon for like $30 or something. But they actually, so you'll see like an, these are all red. But you'll see like there's an, glasses that have like an auburn tint that blocks blue light. Well, these block pretty much, I mean, they're much more intense than blue light. And basically, it looks like all you can see is red when you're wearing them. But um, I've noticed a profound difference. And when you actually take them off, it's like, and if you couldn't see that, if you're listening to the podcast, they're just like these sunglasses that have a red tint. Didn't think about that. Um, when you take them off, your pupils are actually, I don't know if the correct word is dilated, but your pupils are like they were just in a dark room. And so that's what it actually does to your eyes. And again, that's going to help your brain. So if you have to be on a screen for whatever reason, and um, hopefully it's not just for binge watching TV or something, but if you're working, you're up late, you're having to do research, put those on and it's going to help immensely from blocking that spectrum. Um, the thing about the blue light blocking glasses though, is it doesn't block the flicker of screens. So a lot of LED screens have flicker. And so even though we can't see it, they're kind of moving in the background where it's projecting the uh, screen information up to you. And then that, that also keeps our brain awake because there's flicker going there. But number two, if for any reason you can't put away. So the number one, the, the biggest hack would be don't look at the screen before you go to bed. The second one would be get blue light blocking glasses if you have to. And if for any reason, if you're like up watching a movie or something like that, um, put those on because it's really gonna help um, block all the light that's coming in and help you get a better sleep. Um, but I've heard and read different things that your brain, it takes an extra two or three hours for your brain to actually fall asleep. So even if you did sleep for eight hours, your brain maybe only would have slept for five hours if you are putting screen into your eyes at night. And I know depending on where you are, a lot of people are talking about that right now, um, but maybe you never heard of it. And maybe that's something that if you have heard of it, this is a kind of a challenge to just like make little micro changes to 
get to black blue light. Um, next one that I have is breathwork. And this kind of sounds a little silly and you think, oh, like hack, yeah, what, what I just breathe better before I go to bed? And the answer is yes, actually. One thing that I'm doing, I think I came across this from a guy named Andrew Weil, who's a, like a, a natural doctor, I think from the University of Arizona or something. Um, but I think I heard him on a podcast and he has this idea of four, seven, eight breathing. So four in where you would breathe in for four seconds. So it's actually almost kind of hard to breathe in for four seconds. So you would breathe in for four seconds. You pause for seven seconds. So you hold your breath in for seven seconds and then you release out to a count of eight. So breathe in for four, hold for seven and release out for a count of eight. What I'm gonna do is just do that right now. So you kind of hear, if you can hear it or see me, um, what it looks like. So it'd be breathe in. So that would be one round. So four, four seconds in, seven second hold, eight seconds out. And you do that for four rounds. So it doesn't take very long by any means at all. It's just four in, seven hold, eight out for four rounds. Do that four times. What I have noticed is that that is really good, at least for my mental standpoint. I haven't measured this or quantified it with any type of device or anything. Um, but it is really good at inducing a parasympathetic state for my nervous system to where I just calm down. So especially if you're working right up until you go to bed or you're doing something that's a little stressful when you're going to bed, just the one minute that you would take to do that, to breathe in, breathe out, it just calms your body and puts you in a state where you're much more receptive to going to sleep rather than just like rushing, rushing, rushing. Then you get into bed and your brain's firing a thousand miles an hour. Um, it helps induce that peace and calm that your body needs in order to get into a restful state. And again, we're doing this in order to optimize mental performance. So I know you're, if you're listening to this, you're probably someone that wants to be hard charging and going 100 miles an hour all day. But we don't want to overburn that and then be in a state where we're not able to function to the highest. Um, the next thing is cold. And this can be variety of things. I like two things to make cold. So what do you mean by cold, Hunter? It means that I take a cold shower before I go to bed and that I make my room as cold as humanly tolerable. So doing those two things, and I'm not exactly sure of the exact science behind it of how it works. However, if you do those two things, if you take a cold shower before you bed, go to bed and then make your room. So you can see here, this is my room. I have my fan on and try to keep the room as cold as possible. And you know, it's funny, I always thought there was something to this when I played football, because we would always try to keep our room really cold at night. And I noticed I would sleep so much better and just created a state in my body where I was ready to go to sleep. Um, so even though if you take a cold shower, you might get like a little bit of a waking effect, right? When you do it, it actually cools your body and your body is much more primed to get into a deep sleep mode when your core temperature is lower. So what it's doing is creating a little bit lower of a core body temperature to help allow your body to get into a sleep state. So I like, I'm a hot nature person, so I like being cold and being a little bit cooler before I go to bed. But if you're not, just try it. Try to take a cold shower, even if it's just for like 30 seconds to a minute before you go to bed, and then make your room as cold as possible. And then what that's going to do is help create a lower core body temperature to where you're able to get into a deep sleep state much faster. And we want to maximize the time that we're in a deep sleep state. Uh, next thing that I have written down is 
magnesium malate. And this is a supplement. So this we're getting into supplements now. Um, and this can go in tandem. I'm going to, well, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, magnesium malate is a form of magnesium that is slow digesting. So your body digests it over a long period of time, as opposed to magnesium citrate, where your body kind of, it goes immediately into your stomach. Magnesium malate is a little bit more slow digesting, at least from what I've understand and researched. Uh, but I take that before I go to bed. And I think I can tell a little bit of a difference in falling asleep faster. But what I do notice is that I feel much more rested when I get up in the morning. Um, so again, it's a really cheap supplement. You can get it from any health food store or anything like that. Um, but magnesium malate, everybody, I think 80% of Americans are deficient in magnesium. And especially if you're someone that's an athlete that's sweating a lot, you need to be supplementing with magnesium uh, just from a energy support standpoint for your muscles and everything. Um, if you sweat a lot, you're Magnesium levels can get depleted, um, but I think it's just one thing that, especially because the soil that a lot of our food is grown in now is deficient in magnesium that everybody needs to be supplementing with. That leads me into number six, which is a ZMA. So I take the magnesium malate, but I also take a ZMA, and all that is is a zinc magnesium supplement. So I know that sounds like a lot of magnesium, but again, I think especially if you're someone that's active, um, it would be really, really hard to go overboard with taking magnesium, especially just because it's those two supplements that I take together. Um, but zinc, so zinc, and especially you may have come across this with all the coronavirus stuff going around now, is hugely important for your immune system. Um, but this one, this is like a, this is like your knife in the tool belt right here. If you take a ZMA before you go to bed, one, you're going to sleep so much deeper than you ever noticed. You probably have I don't really have crazy dreams, but I know a lot of people that I've talked to have crazy dreams when you're on it, which is good because it means that you're in a deeper sleep state and you're allowing your body to get into that state of restfulness. So it's zinc and magnesium together. And I notice a huge difference when I take that. And then also just from a testosterone level standpoint, I do notice that um, it feels like it helps with my testosterone levels. And whether that's because I'm getting deeper sleep or just because I know a lot of people, if you're especially you're like me and you're active, um, you're deficient in zinc and magnesium because you sweat so much, that helps a lot, but also it's great for your immune system. And the last thing that I will say is, and this is number seven, is a sleep mask. So you probably wouldn't thinking that was a hack, but don't sleep on this, no pun intended. Um, I always sleep with a dark mask over my eyes when I go to sleep and I don't have the uh, shade that goes over. I would like to have the shade where the blackout shade where I can make my room completely dark. But the mask really helps with that. And I think it probably goes back to inducing the melatonin state in your brain. So when you're blocking out any sort of light from your eyes, you're allowing your brain and sending a signal to your brain that, okay, it's time to sleep, start releasing melatonin. So I've noticed a big difference when I sleep with my mask or if I'm on the road traveling and I don't have it with me. I think we take for granted how light a lot of dark room, quote, quote, dark rooms actually are versus a completely blacked out dark room. Um, so if you're sleeping in a room, even if it's dark in there, if there's street lights or something from the outside that's coming in, that is affecting and your eyes are catching that light spectrum. So use a sleep mask and see what you think. To me, it doesn't really irritate. The one I have doesn't really irritate me or anything like that. I don't know if people have problems with that, but I do definitely notice when I don't, again, when I don't have it, if I'm on the road for any reason, I forget it. And if I do have it, um, what I notice, I sleep better. So 
that's it. So those are the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven hacks that I have that I know help me sleep a lot better. And I am always open to changing. I kind of, I like to live my body like an experiment and change things and to upgrade how I'm performing as a human, particularly on the mental side of things. But again, if you take anything away from this, all the hacks are great and everything, but understand that sleep is going to be one of the most important things that we can focus on as humans and particularly for mental performance. All of these things are going to play into how your brain functions the next day. So if you're not dialing in all these processes to maximize your sleep, point blank period, you're not going to have optimum cognitive performance. I think that was if there was like pillars on the Parthenon of performance, sleep would be the biggest and the cornerstone of them. So hopefully that was helpful. Um, let me know what you think. And if you do try any of these, just try try one and see how it goes. And then you start to get in the habit of making a little bit of change and then starts to build on each other. So let me know what you think about them. Let me know if you have any sort of experience or feedback. And if this was helpful, definitely let me know too. I would be more than happy to help or give any feedback in any way I can. So again, if you stay tuned to the end of this, my sincerest gratitudes. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. See ya.